Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Hello, and welcome to this special episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. Today, you're going to hear from Maddie Murray Teagles. She is an SLP in private practice who has also done many other things with her career, which she's going to share with you. And it's really cool to see someone who has had a private practice that has ebbed and flowed and seen different kind of variations of it through her 25 years of practicing. So without further ado, here's Maddie. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. Okay, so before we dive in, can you please share your name, your location, and the name of your business. My name is Maddie Marie Teagles. I live in Minnesota, land of sky blue noses. And my business, I am currently an assistant professor and clinical supervisor at St. Cloud State University. I work PRN at University of Minnesota and for Neuropsych Out West. But my big passion is I have a website, freshslp.com, which is why you and I are talking. I love it. And also a podcast. Tell the people the name of your podcast. The Missing Link for SLPs. I have worked in the field for goodness over 25 years, many of those years private practice, which is why I'm one of the reasons why I'm reaching out to you. Passionate about what I do, what we do as speech pathologists. And the podcast is it's SLP story time. It's speech pathologists jumping on and sharing their successes, their challenges, their tips, their strategies. It's just fun. It's just fun. Well, and so anyone listening to this podcast, right, should also go over and listen to Maddie's podcast, Fresh SLP, right? But let's go back to the beginning of of your career. How did you get started in the field of speech pathology? That's an interesting question. I was a technical writer once upon a time. I was a technical writer for IBM and sat in a little room working with very nerdy people, which I love because I am a huge nerd and wrote for computer programs. And my first husband decided to go back for his doctorate in neuropsych and said, hey, do you want to go back to school? 
I said, well, yeah, that'd be fun because I really don't want to stay being a writer. I just, I get tired in the middle of the day and I would love to put my head down on my desk. And so he went back to school and we went out to Colorado to visit a sister of mine and she was working at a nursing home. And she said, just a minute, I'll be right out. And she is a speech pathologist. I decided to follow in her footsteps. And then my younger sister followed along between behind the two of us. So we have three speech pathologists in the family. Oh, how cool is that? I love that story. It's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. So went back to school and then did my clinical fellowship and worked all over the world as a speech pathologist, almost exclusively in medical settings. I love the challenging work. Dysphagia is my favorite. Voice is probably my second. To me, every patient is just great. I've just, I've loved my career. And that's what my website, Fresh SLP, is about. It's about giving back to those coming behind us. Which, which is so great because that's really what, what I do too, right? This is what this podcast is all about too, is sharing that there's lots of different ways to have a private practice. So maybe that's a great question for you. What has your private practice looked like over the years? Very good question. Because when you think private practice, in my opinion, I think brick and mortar and a speech pathologist who unlocks that door, walks in and the rooms are set up and the clients come and the billing magically gets done and the speech pathologist goes home at the end of the day and that's that's that person's private practice. My private practice took on a little bit of a different shade. I worked in rural areas where they were needing speech pathologists. So I put out my shingle and started my private practice that way with contract work. Mm-hmm. And ages ago, it was lakes area speech pathology because I lived up in northern Minnesota where there's like lakes everywhere. You don't know people by what street they live on. You know them by what lake they live on. So over the years, I learned how to negotiate contracts and land contracts. And so that was my form of private practice. Very much a solo business, watching out for myself, which is one of the things that I appreciate about the programs you offer is there's such a community. And it's nice knowing we're not alone, whatever whatever shade of private practice we have. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that you also mentioned before we started recording was also doing some consulting work. So what what does that look like for you too? To me, this is my passion job. And that's what I tell the patients. I work with a, a clinical neuropsychologist out in Washington State. She and I know each other through another neuropsychologist who I've known for many, many years. If I can take just a little rabbit trail for a minute, my first husband was a neuropsychologist. And when he passed away, one of his colleagues, who was another neuropsychologist, said, it just, the ranks closed in. And I just had so much support with the community of people I had worked with and the friendships that I had created. So he, in turn, introduced me to the neuropsych in Washington State. And I do some consulting for a rural hospital, medical hospital here in Minnesota. And so I guess words of wisdom, as you begin to build your careers, whether it's private practice or whoever it is, just make friends, learn to play well in the sandbox with other people because you never know. But so that's some of the fun work I do out West. I do some cognitive linguistic work. And since she's a neuropsych, her base has a heavy mental health component to it. And so I'm integrating the work. It's, it's like an acquired brain injury. They are missing. It doesn't matter the etiology. 
there's no shame. There's nothing. It's just, they have these deficits and this is how my, as a, me as a speech language pathologist can step in and be part of the team that helps them along with their recovery. Well, I think that you highlight a really important point, which is that not only can your private practice look different, like mm -hmm. from other people's, but your also your private practice can evolve over the years and start one way and then take a turn or do something new or get bigger, get smaller according to the season of your life or, or what's going on. So I think that you're a really great example of someone who has reinvented themselves, reinvented their private practice even a couple of times. I think that's really cool. Well, life throws you just boomerang sometimes. And I mentioned before that my husband had died and I found myself a single mother with five kids. I have five kids. Everybody who, oh, I always get that. Oh my gosh. But I found myself very fortunate to be able to be in a career where I could get paid my value. I could work my hours because I had that flexibility and that command to be able to do that, to meet my needs. And when I see the students I work with or some of the younger speech pathologists, they are controlled by their careers and our careers need to work for us. It needs to bend to as best as it can to where our values come from. And when, and it's not, then there's trouble. So I've been very, very grateful for a, just a wonderful career. It's not always been pretty, but it's been just very rewarding. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's an important thing, right? Like sometimes things aren't pretty, but if they, if they're rewarding and you, you like them and they continue to light, light you up, right. Mm -hmm. Then, then go for it. The other thing that I think is is really interesting about you is that you have this this website and you have this other other people you serve, right? So can you tell the audience about who else you serve? I would love to. I've been in the field for over 25 plus years and I took on a student from a university and the faculty, the department chair and the clinical director called one day and said, hey, how's our student doing? I said, oh, she's doing great, she's doing really well. And they said, any recommendations? And I said, well, your voice, she just doesn't have all the voice skills that I would love to see a graduate student having. And they said, oh, well, we have an assistant professor position opening. Would you be at all interested in stepping over? And I did. And it was a major, like on the jungle gyms, you know, you, you try to go up. Mine was a lateral move. Love it. And so this is where the Fresh SLP site blossomed from. It was a desire to help empower. I don't know if help is the right word because it means someone, I don't know if help is the right word, but it's, it's just to empower and, and empower these new speech pathologists entering into the field, helping them feel confident with what they're doing. And so it's just been a real treat watching those aha moments with the students. And it's just the most basic therapy exercises like follow the client's lead validate the client, have client input with the goals that you're developing, or this is how you run your session. Your first two minutes, you're chit-chatting and saying, how are you doing? And how has this past week been? Your next minute is introducing your session. Your next five minutes might be on this. And it's just laid out so simply. And it's just really, it's been really fun working with the students. 
I decided to invest in the Start Your Private Practice program because I honestly had no idea where to start. <laughs> and I just didn't really have the confidence or the know-how to be able to do that. So it was really nice to have a system that was all set up for me. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel or start from scratch. It was all there for me. And I was able to land a client within about the first week and a half of me going public with my private practice. So now I have 12 clients. It is such an invigorating and amazing experience. If you want help to start your speech therapy private practice, then head on over to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist so that you will be notified as soon as we reopen the doors to the Start Your Private Practice system. Again, that's startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist. I cannot wait to help you start your private practice. Yeah. Well, they need that, right? They need that structure because sometimes those kind of skills don't come naturally to everybody. Some people do need a little bit more structure. And then once you give it to them, then they can hopefully take it and then adapt it and use it going forward. I like to think that my website is, you can come back and ask me all the questions that you wish you could have asked your professor at the time that you didn't know to ask. And so on the podcast, the missing link for SLPs, there's the Hey Professors, Hey Professors series where it's like, and the real quick, Hey Professor, how do I tell a parent that their child might have autism and we should get further testing? Hey Professor, how do I talk to a radiologist and say what I need to say within the first 30 seconds before he tunes me out or she tunes me out? How do I call and talk to a parent who's missed three sessions? all of those things. So, yeah. Well, and I think that that's great too, that again, that you found other ways to serve people and get paid for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're still able to use your expertise and your experience and everything else to help move people forward. Right. Sometimes it's with clients. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's with a different kind of client or graduate students or whomever but you're helping move people along and get them unstuck and moving forward and and just heading in the right direction. And lots of people need that. Right. Thanks for, thanks for bringing that up. I am. And I I hesitate saying this just a little bit because I don't want people to cringe. I am a certified life strategies coach. And I say cringe because in our world, it can be sometimes not such a friendly world and everybody's looking at everybody else's credentials. I appreciate my, my coaching background and training because I do have a coaching piece on my website and it's to work with speech pathologists who are in some way, shape or form are wanting additional input guidance direction from somebody, which is how I decided to come. And and, and actually I looked at your private practice program probably three years ago when I was transitioning and loved the programs that you offered and found support in working my way through them. Because like I said, after my first husband died, I had been in that community for a number of years. I remarried and moved down to the cities and just, it was a different, it was a different workforce than I had left many years prior. And so I looked at the private practice piece and I have transitioned. I've morphed. Yeah. And that's what I help other speech pathologists do with that. So thinking about where you've been, where you are now, and and right now we're still kind of in the middle of COVID and and everything. So things are a little bit up in the air, but what would you like to be doing in the next couple of years that will continue to 
light you up and help you do your best work? Excellent question. I would love to see my website and my podcast grow and be the dream that I want it to be. My mission statement is, I worked hard on this, empowering new and transitioning SLPs around the world to step into their careers with passion, skill, and confidence embraced in a culture of acceptance, collaboration, and accountability. I have had a great career and I want to give back to the speech pathology world. I want to do that through my podcast and my website. I want to continue teaching as faculty, and I do not want to let go of my private practice vision because I mentioned this to you, I think, earlier. I have a series that I do on my podcast, and one of the series was SLP Spotlight, and it was fun because I talked to school speech pathologists, medical speech pathologists, all the things, the settings that a speech pathologist could do and and work in. And then I had some private practice speech pathologists come my way from your program. And they hit our careers into the stratosphere because these speech pathologists are really, really living their dream. They have the struggles, a different set of struggles than somebody who's in a more traditional setting that's protected by company and somebody else carries the insurance and does the billing. But the speech pathologists that I've interviewed through your program, they are just, they're passion filled and they're living their dream. And that I think is so exciting. And especially in COVID times, there's such a need for people to be living their dreams. I, I don't mean to sound like all rainbows and, and everything else like that, but I've been through hard times and I prefer the good times. And I'm happy to work for those good times. So that's what I'm doing. That private practice piece where I'm doing the work out West, that's my passion piece. I'm creating a mental health cognitive linguistic program with this neuropsych. It's on her ground and her ticket and everything else like that. But it's really fun to have that input because that is a population that really needs the skilled intervention. So if you were going to give a piece of advice to people who are listening, who are thinking about private practice or have a private practice and are now thinking about, wow, there's other options and there's other things that you can do. Either you can have a private practice and do these things, or you can do them under the umbrella of your private practice. What kind of advice would you give to someone who's really seeing a lot of new possibility after listening to you? I would say first find a community of other like-minded individuals who have the same dreams that you do and move forward in avenues that line up with the values that you have and in that community where people will support, realistically support. There's a lot of things out there where people are like, oh, come do this and buy these magic beans here. Do your research, stick with your community be left-brained and right-brained and be brave stepping into those dreams that you have. Because I wrote a great article. Somebody told me one time, oh, it was a doctor. I'm getting older. And, you know, weight is just one of those things that I watch what I eat. And I went to my appointment and he said, well, only 2% of the women actually lose the weight that they want to lose. And I looked at him and I said, well, I am the 2%. So be that 2%. If it's not you, I mean, if it, why can't it be you, the one that succeeds in the private practice? Why can't you be the 2%? Why can't we 
open up that door a little bit with the programs that we run, like my website and your website? Why can't we collaborate more as professionals and just help one another more? So find your community, be brave, and live a life where you shine with your values. Thank you for your wisdom and your experience and sharing your journey across your career and also just highlighting how your private practice can take on different shapes and different sizes and allow you that flexibility to live your dreams, which is really what what you highlighted. So thank you so much. Before we sign off, can you please share again the name of your podcast and the link to your website and any other links that you want to share with our audience? Let's see. The website, freshslp.com. And my podcast is The Missing Link for SLP's podcast. It's out on all the major platforms we drop every Tuesday. You will find my website, my podcast by searching and also on my website. And my Instagram is Fresh SLP. I'm on Facebook as well as LinkedIn. Fabulous. Go look up Maddie, get in touch with her, sign up for her newsletter or whatever else, and keep in touch with her because she has a lot to offer and she might have something to offer you. Thank you so much for being on the show, Maddie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So how much did you love Maddie, right? She is so wise and had so much great information to share. And I hope that she helped people feel at ease with the idea of transitioning your private practice to be different than maybe you originally conceived of or different over the years, depending on what you need for your life or what interests you in your career. She's a wonderful example of someone who has chosen to do some different things with her career and her private practice. And I think that that is really cool. If you are a private practitioner who is looking to do something different with your private practice, if you're looking to grow it, if you're looking to start doing public speaking, if you want to start a consulting practice or something different, I want you to head over to growyourprivatepractice.com and check out my program for growth level private practitioners who are looking to expand their private practice either financially or in terms of what they offer and just doing some things that are different. So head over to growyourprivatepractice.com. There is an enrollment process. There's an application process. I do review those in a couple of days and we'll get back to you very soon. So thank you for listening and reach out to Maddie. Tell her that you saw her or heard her rather on the podcast on Instagram or on her Fresh SLP website. And thank you again for listening. Now that you've listened to the episode, I want to invite you to a free training. Do you have a business background? Most SLPs who go into private practice don't. You went to grad school, not business school. But here you are trying to start or grow a private practice. The good news is business skills can be learned and I want to help you make solid decisions on how to start and grow your private practice so you can serve your community and build a legacy while doing therapy on your own terms and your own time and yes, make more money. I want to invite you to my free training specifically to help SLPs get the background information you need to know in order to be successful. There are two tracks, the start track and the grow track, because the needs of beginners and growth level private practitioners are very different. The trainings are short but thorough 
and can be consumed and put into action quickly. I want to teach you how to think, act, and behave like the private practitioner you are meant to be so that you can step into the vision you have for your private practice and your life. And the best part? These trainings are completely free. To register right now, simply visit independentclinician.com. Click start or grow and we can get started right now. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.